Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening from the heart of Glasgow. This is Paul Cooney with Andy Walker with his new five-year Sky Deal under his arm. The Bentley's just arrived in the car park. <laughs> and with us... Captain McGinn is with us. I can't believe it. Just a couple of hours before kickoff, Mr. McGinn is here. Huge congratulations. What a week for you. You've been celebrating because baby Liam born just a few days ago. Stephen, great to see you. I hope you uh, clarify it, Stephen, not John. Of course it's you, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, we've been saying it all day here in Go Radio. Oh, right, Brilliant okay. to see you back. Now, is it true you're here because you want to talk football, want to talk about your brother, the captain of Scotland for tonight, or just to get away? From the oh, wee one. Cut, cut hours of me, yeah. <laughs> How's the baby? How's everybody? Yeah, great. Really good. Uh, thanks. Um, my wee daughter, who's two, she's struggling to cope with it. But uh, baby and mum, all well. They usually play up, don't they? they? Andy, you know well what it's like when a my, new one arrives. Yeah. My my little boys are now well into their 20s. One of them's 30. But uh, not me and Stephen. I've been reminiscing about our time in Sheffield with the Blades. The Blades, so, that's right. Um, yeah, Sheffield we've United. Got, we've got a bit in common there. And Harry Maguire, you played alongside him as well. I know that was England last night. Tonight is all about Scotland. We're just a couple of hours away. Scotland against the Ukraine. And Stephen, how proud you must be that your brother could cap... Well, he will captain us tonight. And we should, could qualify to the, the A division and also get a great position for the Euros. Yeah, that's the plan tonight. You know, uh, sometimes uh, you take for granted some of the things you've been doing. But Saturday was a... Was a big moment uh, all the family were there 50th cap um, something from a young kid I always expected him to well hope they would play at the top he always had that talent but um, a 50th cap for, cap for Scotland's like well well, uh, beyond the, yeah. the dreams and what about the bahuki they talked about for the game against <laughs> Ukraine it was incredible is it that big <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever it is it's well used <laughs> indeed so. it's a great technique isn't it Andy Andy former Scotland striker as well three, just the three caps well, so 53 between between us, Stephen, me and your brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, three more than most of us uh, get. Stephen, you got so close, under-19s, under twenty one. so respect to anyone with caps. Andy, what are you thinking about tonight? It's serious business and crack off. Are we going to do it? A point well, is all we need? Yeah, I'm hoping we can do it. I mean, a point, I don't think you ever go out uh, with getting a point in mind. I think it will be interesting with 20 minutes to go. And we're, we're, we're drawn. I think you can then see the, the finishing line and you, you wouldn't be maybe not as ambitious as you as we will be from the start. But the, the big shock for us is that we've got suspensions, we've got injuries, we've got some sort of virus to deal with. So I would hope that, um, you know, Stevie Clark tries to get as much experience as he can on, on the pitch because that will help us. Who do you think is going to... Come in tonight, Andy. Let's kick off with that right way. We should get the team in the next hour. But what do you think, Andy? We talked about it last night with Barry and Mark. 
Who do you reckon? We've heard about, you know, the, the scare in the camp, yeah. the virus, and of course the virus could go further. You know, I think we know, for example, that the strikers should be okay. He basically said that yesterday before training. Yeah. I mean, Shea Adams himself said this. No, I feel great. Um, you know, I trained this morning and feeling better, but uh, I think it's just, a, you know, it's one of them ones where we have to get through it and get a massive, massive uh, performance in tomorrow. No, I'm, I'm tough. As, I'm tough, so I, I can play, I think. Um, yeah, I think if it was any worse than that, I think I couldn't. But, you know, I'm, I'm fit and I'm ready to go tomorrow. He sounds so up, Stephen, doesn't he? Yeah, well, um, I don't know if I should say it, but yeah. I was pretty sure that it wasn't him that was sick. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think it got misreported, so ah, I'm right, pretty confident okay. that she should be okay for tonight. Okay, well, thank you there quite well, properly. Well, yeah, that's well, good. Yeah. In it, in it, I mean, I thought he played so well uh, last week and I know that he was taking off and Lyndon Dykes come on, he got a couple of goals, but... Che Adams, I thought, was absolutely terrific. So, he did so uh, much, didn't he? Soften them up. Yeah, if he starts the game tonight, that's a big boost for us because he's got a, a bit of experience. He plays in big games all the time for Southampton. There was a you know, a hint of Everton interest in mm. him. Uh, but we'll rely on our big players like you know Craig Gordon uh, at the back. He's obviously one with uh, a great deal of experience. And uh, in midfield, you always look for the likes of McGregor. He's got Champions League experience. Anyone with European experience that plays in Scotland, I think, has got a chance of playing because we're we we are struggling for our for our best eleven. Last night we thought, I think Barry thought Ryan Jack would probably be called up. What do you it think? It would be a good yeah. shout. He's got a terrific European experience. He's done a good job uh, for Rangers, um, and uh, I think we will be, you know, slightly cautious tonight. We'll uh, probably go to a back four, I would imagine. We'll have a couple of midfield players sitting in front of those, uh, that back four. And uh, as you say, we only need a point, but you always set out to, you know, to win the game, to get the ball forward, to move from uh, the middle uh, to the to the last third. And hopefully we can create a chance or two. This is what Stevie Clark said yesterday before getting on the plane for Poland. It's obviously disappointing because you, you don't want to lose any players from the squad. Uh, Kieran and, and Scott, two good players playing, playing to the best of their ability. But as I always say, injuries are sent to test you. It's now a chance for someone else. Stephen, there's a chance for someone else coming in who might uh, appear tonight, do you think? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it opens up the opportunity for, for other players. Disappointed for Scott McTominay. I think he said his best week as a Scotland player. Uh, two big performances and disappointed in him, but more than capable uh, replacement Ryan Jack, obviously playing the Champions League at the minute. So, um, But Greg Taylor, he, he was good when he came on the other night, um, playing good football for Celtic. So it's a good opportunity for both of them to come I in. I honestly think Taylor's having one, one, of, one of Celtic's better players this season. I think his level... A performance is really high. I love the way that he plays as a left back where he's receiving the ball, he's back to goal so often, and his passing has been magnificent. It's a he, he must enjoy so much working in, in the system that he's playing in. Yeah, the coaching, you can see a massive improvement in him with Ange Postacoglu, and um, he looks, he's really thrived. I mean, he, he goes out and every Saturday, every Saturday, Tuesday or Saturday, Wednesday, he's going out and giving the same performance level. So, huge credit to him. and um, he's gone from someone that got a bit of criticism, criticism to someone that uh, the fans are saying he's been one of the best players 0808 17 17 700 that's the number to call to speak to Stephen McGinn Paul Cooney Andy Walker or go on the socials at Go Football Show loads of you have giving us your predictions for tonight we'll get your predictions Stephen and Andy shortly uh, quite a few people saying 1-1 uh, one, one. there's John 
who's on John the Runner we'd take that eh 1-1 yeah, you would Martin saying 1-1 2-2 Stephen McKellar uh, Jordan Bell 2-2 two, two. at 3-2 Scotland KJH 2014 uh, 2-1 Scotland Con Robb and 3-1 Scotland so really uh, they're positive okay, I know Cara uh, Guidi and Aldo Boy is saying 2-2 two, two. Is it difficult when you know you just need a point, Stephen? What, what do you find in a game if you know you need one point? Is... When you're reading out the scores to me, I, I think that's a feeling. I think there's a trust in this team. Mm-hmm. I think from uh, results like Serbia, like Austria away, I think there's a trust that this team um, aren't aren't one that's going to let you down. I think they, they do believe that this team's capable of going out there and, and getting the point that matters because, let's be honest, a, a one each is a 1-0 a win tonight. Mm-hmm. That's it's all that matters. So, um, But... There's no doubting that it's going to be a different Ukraine to last week. Uh, it's going to be a different animal and Scotland potentially have to match that performance from last week. Look at the smiles and the faces. We've got Sky on here, Andy. You'll be pleased to see. Uh, it, it looks a hap- it genuinely looks a together squad, albeit they've got some sickness. You know, we're losing yeah. McTominay through suspension. We know McKenna's out, Tierney's out, Andy Robertson has been out. He hasn't been in the camp. Um, but he's he's knitted this squad really well, Andy. Yeah, he's, it's the it's the way that they bounce back from those poor performances. Obviously, the World Cup playoff against Ukraine, where, where we didn't really perform well, and then that horrible performance against Ireland in Dublin. And so to play the way we did uh, against Ukraine, and then Ireland coming from uh, a, a goal down at Hamden uh, just last weekend, I, I think that shows you that all the players are certainly they're with each other, and they're also with the manager. Here's someone on saying a horrific, nervous evening, ending in a brilliant one-one. Stevie Clark. No, it's uh, that's come in from. I can't see any name on that one, but that's one-one as well. So yeah, people, I think cautiously optimistic for tonight. Let's go back and hear a bit more from the manager um, about Saturday's game with Ireland and about uh, tonight. Already done better in this campaign than they did in the last one because we're two points better off. I spoke about the summer and how how we felt as though we'd stalled a little bit. We've tried to kickstart and and go again. You've seen with the two performances, the two results, that, that we feel we've done that. But we haven't done anything yet. We want to we want to finish we want to finish top of the group. We have to go to Ukraine. We have to play as well as we can play and, and get the result required. Play as well as they can, Andy. That's uh, quite a, a high bar these days, isn't it? Given was that their best performance you've seen under Stevie Clark against Ukraine last Wednesday? Yeah, I think it was a good opponent. I know they were missing a couple of players, but uh, we were under a bit of pressure to win, and it's it's. Um, I think we've got to recognise this is our best chance of getting to you know major tournaments. I, I mean, I watched England last night, three three mm. with Germany. England always qualify for the big tournaments. We qualified for the last Euros on the back of the Nations League and a playoff, and I think these are uh, great chances for us. You look at the way our squad uh, has developed, uh, led by Stephen's brother John, but everyone else who plays in the a great level of competition, Kieran Tierney, McTominay, uh, Armstrong, uh, all of these players have got really good uh, Premier League experience in England. And then you've got the likes of Jack and McGregor, Taylor. Um, they've all got uh, Champions League experience. This is a this is a really good squad that are playing at a, a very high level. And I just hope we can get it tonight because it's it would be fantastic to see 
a group of Scotland fans at a major tournament. That would be magnificent. It would be. I mean, I was lucky enough to be, you know, World Cups. Yeah. And we thought it was always going to happen. Exactly, we didn't do so well yeah. in the Euros, but yeah. we thought we would be there. You know, Italy, yeah. Spain, uh, yeah. Mexico, and France. And then we had that barren Fantastic. spell until... That yeah. save from David Marshall was the whole team, of course. Mitrovic, yeah. you'll never forget it. Stephen, can you watch the game? So see the game with Ukraine last Wednesday. Do you watch it again? Because you get the passion. It's your brother's the captain. You're a footballer as well. You're a Scotland fan. Do you watch it a couple of times then just to analyse it? Or uh, I'd love to have that much time now <laughs> with the toddlers. Uh, no <laughs> chance. It was hard enough to watch it the first time. But yeah. uh, no, uh, when, when you watch, when you watch your, when you're watching Scotland, you always obviously right behind the teams at Scotland but when you, when you add your brother into it you're obviously watching is he playing well is he not but he's almost got this kind of belief in himself and I think that you can tell because the other night against Ireland uh, I didn't think he did his best half but he almost has that belief and I had that belief in him and the team that you get one goal back here it's more than winnable Ireland aren't used to winning games they could fold and um, even at the end when he takes the ball into the corner you can just see how much yeah. he I know how much he enjoys going to be with Scotland like, he loves it he absolutely loves it Does he um, open up to you Stephen about how well he's played or how indifferent he's played or yeah, what he, he could have done better because he, he's having a tough period at Aston Villa at the minute you know um, he openly said he, he isn't hitting the standards that he has done but he's still doing Does a brilliant Does that anything to do with being the captain? I, would, I, I hope it isn't I hope it isn't because I mean you see him as I said, playing for Scotland with the mm. armband, with yeah. the hopes of a nation yeah. on him, I wouldn't say it's something like that. I just, he, he's been really, he's been really good for Aston Villa for a number of years. He's hit, hit high standards and he's doing a lot of work, as Stephen Gerrard said to him privately and publicly, he's doing a lot of work for them off the ball. He's mm. just not happening for one reason or the other. Um, but he, his game before he came away, it was his best performance of the season and as I said, when he goes into to Scotland mode, he just flicks it, he's playing that position that he really thrives on and, yeah. um, as you say, Ukraine night, you just kind of felt that he, he might be the one that break the deadlock. Well, I was just about to say that. He's the one you look to now to, mm. to get the breakthrough. He's adding goals to his game and any midfield player that has got a goal-scoring threat gets on the score sheet regularly, mm. worth their weight in gold. I was. I noticed that he did say that in the interview mm. after the Ukraine game. Um, he said it's been a tough time yeah. at Villa and I was so pleased for him they got that win it was just the one goal wasn't it just before they went off yeah. to the camp um, the one goal win wasn't it? yeah I was listening uh, yeah. in the car yeah. on the way back from the kilt walk and it was I was really pleased for him um, and the fact that you're all footballers you and Paul and John you must have a really a really close bond about it all you, you wind each other up a bit as well I would imagine yeah, yeah. Of, yeah of course there's that competitiveness um but you, I suppose when you take not that people don't take it serious but you love the football and, and you really want to, to do well and you do no matter who you are you, you don't want the criticism you want everyone to say hey, he's playing well him um, so when it turns in such a high profile le level and you start to get a bit of stick where you maybe not for Aston Villa you do feel it um, yeah. and sometimes the manager has as he has said to him you're, you're trying too hard to play yourself back in. just do your job do the job of asking you because I'm delighted with what you're giving me um, the form will come back and um, as I said, the big signs of that in the Southampton game, and and as I said, the, the Scotland, it's almost like the shackles come off for mm. Scotland. He, he does, he, he, he's, it's like his chest puffs out, and he says, "Right, I'll get, I'll go and get the goal. Mm. I'll go and I'll go and have that big moment." And Andy, I did see on the radio last week. I wonder if there's a bit of a, you know, there's maybe some of the media in all. At markets you do get yeah. people get their favourites and Tyrone Mings is a terrific player yeah. and I sense that in some ways it was almost as if people were maybe blaming John not blaming him but you know it was almost like a, a camp for Tyrone Mings uh, and that can happen yeah. The, yeah. 
I sometimes look at Villa and think there are unrealistic expectations on them. I mean, I know that they spend a lot of money. I know that they're one of the biggest uh, clubs in England, but they haven't been successful for such a long time and they are desperate for it. It's a fabulous mm. uh, stadium. I'm sure you've been yeah. you've been down, Stephen, and uh, they would be desperate to get any sort of success there. I mean, I, I've seen that great documentary about the villains when uh, you know Villa yeah. went and won the European mm-hmm. Cup in 82, I think mm-hmm. it was. That's right, 40 years ago. A fantastic mm-hmm. uh, show it is. So you can imagine if uh, today's players were to go... Not talking about the Champions League. I'm just talking yeah. even mm. qualifying for the Champions League. That would give the supporters what they crave. I worked in Birmingham for a short time, and we took the program to Birmingham. Great city. St- uh, and uh, great city, yeah. Great I like the Blues a wee bit more though. Did you? The Birmingham City, yeah. yeah I liked. I like the Villa. Yeah, uh, I didn't dislike Villa, but um, but a massive club, and they would all say that this is one of the biggest clubs in England. Yeah, and it's you feel that. Well, Andy just spoke about the 1982 team. Uh, I was down at the game back in the last season, and um, the Villa it was the anniversary, and the Villa boys gave, yeah. and the atmosphere in that place, and held up the big Champions League, uh, Tifo in the in the whole end. And yeah. I remember John saying that was one of the best moments as a Villa player. It was almost like really? this, yeah, is, yeah the, the appreciation for what had gone, but winning that Champions League. A bit, a bit. Like I can imagine Celtic players when they yeah. looked at the 1967 team. Um, he said the hairs in the back of the net were standing up just saying well this this is a Champions League winning club yeah. and did he play well against them? <laughs> they're all 60 <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> John McGinn the captain yeah. his brother Stephen is with us tonight I don't know why you didn't come back for so long because you were on the programme early last season you just want out the house I'm sure it is because of the wee one there yeah I volunteer to, hope, to James anytime hope you'll come back soon <laughs> and join us right we're looking to see what the squad well we know what the squad is we know some of those who are out are there any mores with the virus hopefully people have recovered overnight here is a, maybe a hint from the manager let's see what he was saying yesterday before they left for Krakow and Stephen King we can play there as well so we've, we've got we've got really good options uh, disappointing to lose Scott McKenna like I said we've got a little sickness bug in the camp so maybe I'll wake up tomorrow morning I've got a different set of problems I don't know so like just deal with it could be a factor Andy we'll have to see you're going to give us your team after the break marvellous marvellous we'll do that in just a moment the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney from the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Andy Walker is with us in the studio along with Stephen McGinn, now the captain of Falkirk. 0808 17 17. 700 as we look forward to the game tonight well we were telling you last night about the virus that uh, has affected the squad I'm just wondering Andy if you know a virus can go through can affect more players we'd have to watch to see we'll know in an hour or so what the yeah. lineup is assuming everyone is okay who do you think Scotland will start with tonight well hopefully Gordon's okay hopefully Gordon's okay he's got the he's got the experience we want uh, in goal we don't like, have, sorry, we don't have a lot of cover, don't we? No, because Liam Kelly exactly has not, that. He's not been captured. Yeah, exactly that. But I think we've got good experience with the fullbacks. I really like the way that uh, Hickey uh, came on uh, as a sub the other night for Nathan Patterson. Real pity that we missed him. We've got Ralston uh, as well. Taylor on the other side, who, as we've said already, Champions League experience. And I really like the way uh, Jack Henry is... You know, coming to the fore, the way he stepped out from the back, passed the ball wide, got himself into the box, timed his run really well to 
to get that vital goal. So we've got we've got a lot of good experience, even allowing for the fact that we've got a good number of players that will be that will be missing. I, I don't quite know how he's going to shape up, but we we do have good players, even in reserve. Up front, we have been short of of striking options, haven't we? And we don't know yet. I mean, Shea Adams sounds good, and you mentioned earlier on he looks good. We just don't know about Lyndon Dykes yet. Who, who would be the backup? Stephen, if if uh, there was anything wrong with Dykes, well, the, the other lad from uh, from Stoke, Jacob Brown, Jacob Brown. someone yep. had said on the way in that he potentially has pulled out the squad. So I, I've I've done some Newcastle games where Ryan Fraser has played through the middle. He's got the pace yeah. to to get you in behind. We, we we know that he plays as a wide man for Scotland. He plays a wide man for he, for his club team, mm-hmm. but on occasion, if if you need it, Ryan Fraser can can play through the middle. Would that, would that work for you Stephen do you think Stephen? yeah it's just I suppose it's just disappointing in terms of we've got to this stage in a group over a long space of time you know it's uh, and, and you're left with potentially no no options especially off the bench I mean you only see what happened last week Shea Adams plays excellently Lyndon Knights comes on and finishes the game off two and three so uh, yeah a bit disappointing to be kind of hands tied behind the back but I think Steve Steve Clark seems bullish enough to go out there and still produce a performance and get the result I think it was a quad injury to uh, Jacob Brown, so we won't we won't see him tonight. Um, yeah, I think they just wanted to give him some game time because yeah. he's a he's a name that we're not really familiar mm. with. But a bit like Che Adams, you know, he, he's obviously keen for international football, keen to play for Scotland, and he's doing all, he's doing all right with Stoke. Are you going to give us a team shortly? Let's hear the manager just beforehand, Andy. Uh, he says, yep, we need a point, but we're going for a win. It's a question that's always asked about this sort of situation. I don't think anybody ever goes and sets out for a draw. Your, your team is always set up to try and win the game. If you play as well as you can, but the win's not there, then normally the fallback situation is that you'll get a draw. We're certainly not going there to set up for a draw, because then if you don't reach your expectations, you lose the game. What impact do you think? So that was his take on it there. He sounds very happy, doesn't he? Uh, we've all got to, well, more than like him because he's done so well for Scotland, Stevie Clark. He's, you know, he, he doesn't go out to win popularity contests, does he? You no, know but, him well. No, but um, he's really popular within the camp. So um, it's a big, but I know, I know he says you don't play for a draw, but I think there's some managers have, I mean, Steve Clark teams are really hard to beat and that. I mean, Ange Postacoglu, if he's going there tonight, you, you know for a fact he's going to try and win the game. Yep. There's no draws and he's going to try and outscore the team. But Steve Clark always, his teams are really hard to, to beat. So, uh, yeah, I'm confident that he can go over there and get the, the draw we when, need. When when I started as a professional at Motherwell, we were a defensive team. We got promotion into the Premier League and we played with four at the back. We played with five in midfield. And sometimes I'd be wide left of uh, a five or maybe sometimes wide right and we just play with one striker so we were we were a defensive team we're not playing for a point but we weren't very ambitious we only attacked when it was on so uh, you know we were quite happy when we when we got draws the manager was pleased it was giving us a bit of you know, belief that we could go to difficult venues and and, and get results. So sometimes you can just set up and be, you know, non-adventurous. I, t- I totally get that. I mean, when I first started as a, as a young player, I had the brilliant, um, we had a really, my older team, uh, Gus McPherson and Andy Millen with the management team. We had a lot of experienced boys and I was really well coached to be defensively astute and I stopped crosses, I matched runners and stuff. You'd get that for Andy Millen? Aye. Well, <laughs> I'd be up against the yeah. wall if I didn't. He, he was my minder at Easter Craigs 100 years ago was when he? we played yeah. uh, amateur football. Oh. Great, 
great pro, and he was still playing when he was what forty. Yeah, played with him. Yeah, unbelievable. Played in a draw at Celtic Park, and he yeah. was forty-one. Wow. Um, but he, but we would be more confident away to Hearts or away to Hibs mm-hmm. to go and get a draw or a win than we would be at home to Hamilton because we were so well drilled defensively that it would be harder mm-hmm. maybe to have the ball. And that's what I mean about Steve. Cl- not he's not he's really defensive, but. They're really hard to beat. These commander team are so hard to beat. Yeah, he was a defender. He was a really good defender, Stevie Clark, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Andy Billy yeah. Gilmer. I don't think we're going to see him, are we? He's just not had the game time. He came on in what the, the last few minutes of a game. Yeah, we used to go through. It wasn't that long ago where Scotland players were maybe playing more for their country than mm-hmm. they were for their clubs. So I don't know. I wouldn't rule uh, Gilmer out. He certainly got the ability. When you see what he. What he did at Wembley, I know it was a couple of years ago, but you know, top man at Wembley against quality opposition. If he's fit eh, and the manager can trust him, then eh, why not put him in? But you know, when you've got options like McGregor, who just never seems to miss a game, eh, when you've got Ryan Jack, who's got eh, really good experience with Rangers, Champions League experience, we're talking about Europa League eh, experience, that's another good option. So you're going with four at the back, Andy, yeah. Yeah, I like Hickey. Yep. Uh, I like Hickey or Ralston. I like Taylor. Um, uh, I like Hendry in the middle. It's just a matter of who might partner him, uh, Stephen, Jack Hendry. Well, I, I, I expected it to be after the game on Saturday and found out that um, uh, Scott McKenna might be missing. Yeah. Because it's because I've been playing a back four, I expected him to go with Ryan Porteous. If Andy Robertson was fat, Tierney, yeah. and it was a three, I think he might have went with Declan Gallagher on Would previous. Would you put Kingsley in? Kingsley or Porteous? Um, Kingsley's Kingsley's been an excellent Hearts player for for a yep. long time. Isn't he just? But because of the way Steve Clark's worked in the past, and mm. Portis having spent more time in the camp, I would expect he would go with yeah. him, Declan Gallagher, before yeah. throwing a Kingsley in. And you're an ex Hibs player, so you're going to say that, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Well. I know you are. Yeah, you two have covered everything. Sheffield, Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, uh, Motherwell. No, that's Paul. It's at Motherwell. Uh, Andy uh, Ryan Portis has been around the squad. Then he was out. And he's back in. Yeah. not to be. Ca- he's not been captured. Well, what we talked about last night yeah. was: can you depend on him? to keep the heat and not get carried away well you've you've got to trust him at yeah. some point you've got to throw guys in like that who promise so much I think he's got great ability mm-hmm. uh, I know he's done a couple of daft things uh, I've got no problem with him winning a dubious yeah. foul as he did against uh, Aberdeen and, and won his team apparently got no problem with that um, so if he is given the jersey tonight what an opportunity for him to show how capable he is as a defender, how composed he can be, how strong he can be. Um, the level of concentration needs to be so high because you've got to remember we're up against a really good opponent and Ukraine, you know, everything that surrounds Ukraine, they're, they're not just playing for uh, their teammates, they're just playing for their whole nation, course, yeah. the, the, the stuff that's happening mm-hmm. in their home country. Uh, you, you can't relate to the pain that they're all going through and uh, that that will that'll put another yard on their stride, I would imagine. I've I've played with Ryan Portis, but I've, because of John was a teammate of him at Hibs as well, I've been watching him since he broke into the side as a, as a kid and that is the only thing I ever question about Ryan Portis is the concentration, but see see the discipline and they get involved in the, the winning penalties and sometimes that brings the best out in him. Sometimes that's when he's actually full. Like mm-hmm. going to Ibrox where he's a pantomime villain, yeah. a villain, you almost back him to have a big performance semi-final when they beat them at, um, at Hamden he yeah. was outstanding um, it's the bit when he's not maybe bang at it when he can switch off but he's still only 23 and he's, he's been a regular at Hibs since he's been 18 and I, th- I think he's I think if he can put it all together he's going to be a top player 
Andy, so if he was given the chance tonight, this might be the occasion where he says, look, no nonsense, but I'm in the biggest spotlight. Scotland, yeah. this is a massive game for us. And he could, because technically it sounds as though you both feel he's well, gifted. Yeah, and look what Stevie Clark's done before with Stephen O'Donnell at Motherwell, with Declan Gallagher. He trusts his players, you know, he gives them a, an international strip and he tells them, you're good enough, I believe in you. And, uh, you know, that, that's great for any player to hear. So if he gives it to Ryan Porteous, then I'm sure he'll come up with a big performance. Because whoever is there is up against a player that we all know. We saw him recently against Celtic, Mudric. Mudric. And he's terrific. What about the speed, the pace of him? Yeah, where's he going to end up? I think he's only 20, 21. Mm. He's going to end up at a big club with some big money soon in a big league. Um, yeah, I think he showed everyone what he's capable of. And uh, you've got to remember you're up against the Ukrainian side okay they're out uh, they're not with uh, they don't have Zinchenko no. but they do have a lot of quality and um, you know they'll be better uh, tonight than I think they were at Hamden I think Aaron Hickey and Anthony Ralston whoever whoever gets a nod is going to have their work cut out because Juranovic has been outstanding for Celtic uh, top player for, for Celtic in, in Croatia and what a tough time he had of it in the, in the first half in Poland so um, yeah they're going to have a work cut out and if they can have a good night then it'll be a big step forward for us Stepanenko up against McGregor what about yeah. McGregor what, you know you, you're a player uh, Stephen you're still only what 33 so you look 23 doesn't he <laughs> am I just being um, <laughs> does, right? but, so what do you make of Callum McGregor and his consistency I, I, actually, I loved what he said today when he said that he's programmed to play in 70 games a, a season so actually getting a rest yeah. would be a uh, just so much respect yeah. honestly a genuine respect for boys that are able to do that mm. uh, we go through spells sometimes with backlog games or cup games where you maybe play Saturday Tuesday Saturday and it gets to the end of the three weeks and you think I'm knackered that you have an off day yeah. he just churns him out I mean he's very rarely um, dips below a six and plays all 90 it's not as if he mm. comes off at 60 yeah. minutes or 70 minutes yeah. he, he just he, he's like a robot almost the way he's programmed he is and often he goes under the radar doesn't he and he uh, I'm not know. so sure no, now okay. I think uh, when you're a captain of Celtic I think when you're you're speaking as well as he does when you're showing leadership on and off the park I'm not so sure he gets under the radar I take your point because Celtic have big personality players you know uh, Jota and uh, you know Carter Vickers yeah. and uh, Kyogo and Hatati and there's so many that uh, grab the headlines and uh, yeah, McGregor's a captain and he's uh, he doesn't shy away from anything. Quite like the way he does that. Do you notice that I throw it in and Andy goes, no, I don't yeah, quite think so. And I like that because uh, you're the future for these programmes, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> I just, I, I, I think even watching Man Celtic last yeah. week, um, when we, McGregor's not at full flow, the whole team finds it really hard to get going. He's so vital to, to how they play and if he's not the one dictating things and they, they, they found it hard to get going. You covered that match, Andy, didn't you? And uh, yeah, the St Mirren Celtic. Yeah, oh, you were yes. covering that game. Yes. And do you know what I, I think? And I think, can, can we say about this, about the pitch? The fact that it's a, a real surface and it's not synthetic. Yeah, I had a brief chat with Ange Postacoglu before the game and he mentioned how beautiful the pitch was. Um, Is that before the game? That was before <laughs> the game, <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, I'd look at uh, Motherwell's pitch. And do you remember years ago they said, oh, that'll never improve yeah. and they should put plastic on it. No, not a chance. They've got a great groundsman there. A wee bit of investment in, in looking after the pitch. And I know Motherwell have done something as well to take away that, that little slope. Well, it wasn't a little slope. It was uh, very noticeable, but uh, they've improved that. And St Mirren's surface was fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
since since we've had that uh, we yeah. since I was at St Mirren we yeah. had that new stadium the pitch has always been good mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those Celtic, Celtic actually haven't someone could correct me wrong but I've played in a lot of those games where Celtic don't really get into full flow there and it doesn't really make sense because the pitch is so good and, and big um, it's somewhere Aye, that it was, was, it was well watered I mean I know sometimes you go in some grounds where uh, it might not get uh, water do you do you play in grass at Falkirk or plastic? Astro tough mm-hmm. yeah. do you like it? it's one of those it's part of the thing especially um, as I've dropped down the level it's something you, you have to just get on yeah. with I mean uh, everyone else does it so who's and you had it at Kilmarnock as well yeah um, so you train on it all week and you play you, you get used to the bounce of the ball and mm-hmm. stuff like that I absolutely hate watching games on it but actually <laughs> playing in it I don't mind so much why do you think Celtic struggle then on the pitch at St Mirren have you noticed that as a well, pattern they, they had yeah. no uh, well I'm only talking about a few weeks ago and yeah. it, I think when you get a result of that you've always got to say St Mirren were brilliant yeah but mm. Celtic just weren't at it and I think the manager hit the nail on the head. There was no intensity. There was a lack of pace to their uh, their passing. They just didn't seem to have the energy. All the changes that were made, mm. but I mean, we've often highlighted just how strong their squad uh, looked at the start of the season, but maybe too many changes and it cost them. Samirin so, so really disrupted the flow of the game. I mean, there were quite a lot of innocuous injuries. Mm. Um, the ball boys maybe it didn't come in sure. a couple of times the Celtic players had to jump over the barrier to get the ball back and stuff like that so they yeah. definitely um, they definitely had a couple of tactics up their sleeves it's great isn't it it's not a 13 you know man or women squad these days or 20 or whatever it's the ball boys and the ball girls involved in that I, I love you know, that see, I see this multi-ball yeah. system yes. I always remember the 89 cup final when Celtic played Rangers and we'd a we'd a free kick right in the corner flag mm-hmm. and Roy Aitken took control it yeah. so he, it was just past him he was right in the corner flag and he blutered it into the Celtic end and he said right everybody back and of course you had to go and get that ball there were no other <laughs> yeah. balls unless a ball went out of the stadium you know someone yeah. might bring it out of a box and out of the out of the tunnel or something but that was just the ball <laughs> that, that's a clip that, that comes out I came up on Twitter not long ago I remember watching it thinking like why would you not just kick it but then exactly. that makes sense yeah <laughs> The multi-ball system. Yeah. Here's she, Adam, speaking about tonight's opponents, the Ukraine. Look, in the summer, it wasn't good enough, and I don't, and I think everyone knows that. Uh, so it was up to us to put it right, you know, at Hamden, and and, and we surely did that. Um, so it's going to be another hard one and tough one tomorrow, but it's something we're looking forward to. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. We are two hours away from kickoff. Ukraine against Scotland in Krakow in Poland. Have you ever played there, Andy? Just looking at you, have you Not played? No. Played in Poland? No. No. Stephen? No. No. Didn't Not yet. That. Didn't you have never that know. pleasure. Falkirk on the way <laughs> up. <laughs> I yeah. think so. Mid table at the moment. We'll talk to you uh, about Falkirk shortly. Stephen McGinn is with us, and his wee brother John, captaining Scotland again. And could it be three victories in a row? A point will be enough for us. More about that shortly. Andy, we talked about it last night. In fact, we got the news. Um, mm-hmm. We saw actually from Stephen McGowan. We mentioned the yep. excellent journalist. We had a bit of banter. Stephen yeah, yeah. was in once. Um, but he got the story. So the new deal, yep. the Sky deal, £150 million. Pounds. It'll start in two years' time. It's mm-hmm. an, an extension of four years, I believe. So £30 million a year rather than the twenty-five. So it's an increase. I know Rangers weren't happy with the deal. I yeah. don't think there's anybody else in the frame for it anyway so I wouldn't be too critical of the SPFL 
for signing it. Yeah. You work with Sky. Um, and I see it's women's football is going to be included as yep. well. What about that contract though, Andy, that gives us a bit of certainty for the clubs? Certainty for the clubs. I mean, uh, first and foremost, I'm just delighted for so many of the people that work in the Glasgow office at Sky. The, uh, they are some of the best people I've ever worked with. They are so yeah. dedicated to Scottish football. They put on a, a, a really good uh, product before, during and after games. And I'm so pleased for them. It's uh, it's great news for them, first and foremost. I totally, I totally accept that uh, some people don't like Commentators, co-commentators, pundits. That that's absolutely fine. That uh, that's as old as time. That, that's as old as time. So you just you just go on with that. It's, and they never listen. Or they never watch. But yeah, they know everything you've said yeah, or done. Exactly or, that. Yeah. So no, I think it's a it's a good deal for the clubs. And you would imagine that uh, you know every it's been discussed clearly at length in in every boardroom uh, up and down the country. And uh, it seems to be the the, the best deal there. So I, I, I'm really pleased. Stephen, they have done a lot for football and Scottish football. And yes, we know English football gets so much more, but that's the most lucrative league in the world. Do you enjoy the the, the coverage on Sky? And the, I mean, as a football, have you got it on in the house all the time in the background? I must have barred you once or twice. I would have, I, but I wouldn't have watched it back, so you don't need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you were battering me, you'd probably get hammered, so there's no way I'd have watched it. Uh, but yeah, if there's any Scottish games on, I'll, I'll watch. I know... Um, there's a lot of th- they don't show all the, the 48 games or whatever and y- you know what they always say but I- I've, I've been lucky enough to work in a-, a couple of the games and I know what goes into it and um, yeah they do a brilliant job and it's something that, I mean they could probably they could pr- probably pay us less money than what we've got here because there isn't any other competition there's nobody else buying as far as I'm aware so they probably could pay less I, I only know from what Andy said that the people at the Glasgow office they do everything they can to to make it better year in year out. So I mean, Sky are a broadcaster. They'll they'll pay money for what's on offer, and it's the clubs that uh, pretty much lay down what is on offer, what they want to sell. And uh, I mean, it's way above my pay grade how it all happens. But I do know that uh, you know you pay for what's on offer, and that's what the clubs want to sell. Sure. You also need competition. When BT were in, then arguably the money would go up. But unless an Amazon comes in or a Paramount or a Disney or whatever and says we want Scottish football. I watch BT as well. I think they provide a a tremendous product. Uh, I I really enjoy uh, their stuff. They're great supporters of of Scottish football and the the competitions that they cover. And I know how talented some of the people are behind the scenes. So... Mm. Um, you know, I've got I've got no gripe with anyone yeah. else doing doing whatever it is they do. But I, I I've got to say now that we now that we Sky have signed an extension to the current contract, I'm just so pleased for everyone in the Glasgow office. They are great people to work with. How good's the new contract, Andy? No, we can't ask you to talk about it. I see Neil Doncaster there. We don't see him. Rarely spotted, but there he is. He's on at the moment uh, on Sky. Presumably talking about the deal. Listen, it's easy to criticise, but I'd love to see them all get together and uh, thrash out a few things. Like In what? terms of the clubs. Well, the fact that Rangers are not happy with it, to find out yeah. what they're not happy with. And I get that. Yeah. So show us who is going to come in with more. Mm. That, I mean, that's, is, there, is there another... I, I guess they were saying it's signing it too early. but I, I don't know any of the detail uh, mm, about contracts. Sure. Way above my pay yeah. grade. Um, so I, I think the fact that you've got all the big clubs in Scottish football in agreement that this is a, a good step forward, then, uh, you know, that's a, 
you're talking about every boardroom up and down the country who think this is a good deal. So I think it makes sense. You would like, I mean, we, we're all kind of saying we, we don't really know. You, you hope it's a good deal. You hope it's the best deal that you could possibly get. But I don't see why they can't explain. I mean, there's loads of on Twitter all the time people saying, ah, but Belgium are getting this, Holland are getting this. Like if, if they could, if there was a wee bit more details of why it's a good deal and why they can't do certain things, like when this game's on, um, like uh, Ross County when they played Celtic yeah. in a midweek mm. when nobody can get access to it and you can't buy it anything why can we not do that why can you not stuff like that if they're a wee bit more transparent with yeah, stuff I like that I think anyone with any gripe like that they, sh- they should get mm. in touch with their club sure. because the, 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 the chairman the chief executive the, the board of that club will know you're absolutely right because that there is an an argument these games should be available now you know there's so much media out there that if it's not on any other channel it should be available and hopefully they can sort that in this new contract even before then what, one of the bonuses that came from um, lockdown lockdown yeah. was every game is available pay-per-view so if Paul was playing any game in Scotland you were able to pay and watch, watch the game decent enough uh, stream but now with, with the games not being on a blackout you're either having to go to the game which is not always possible or try and find a dodgy stream it does, not, that. not that you ever would, <laughs> not Stephen. That would, no. not, that, not that you ever fires. would. No, not that you ever would. A, a minimum of five SWPL games or Women's League Cup games are going to be shown in Sky from the current campaign onwards. So that's good news mm. as well because it's been yeah. It, well, I was uh, yeah. I was in with uh, Leanne Crichton here yeah. last week and we spoke about the the growth of the the women's game and uh, the investment that's required to take it to. Another level, and I think the investment that Sky are giving to the women's game will help, because as as we as we all recognise, I think I think young girls uh, need some role models, and mm. you know Sky will provide a, a platform for all the best players in the, the Scottish Women's League to uh, you know to showcase mm. what they can do, and they'll have their role models to look up to, just like the the, the young boys at the the current clubs. Yep. I'm lip-reading Neil Doncaster. He said, Today's announcement represents a major financial boost, I've got the script here, for our 42-member clubs at a time when the UK economy is facing significant headwinds. And isn't that true? And it will increase the exposure of Europe's most exciting and passionate league. Per head, we have the biggest attendances in European football, Stephen, as you know. You know, um, What was the crowd you had for the game with Dunfermline, which is a bit of a derby for you? Yeah, j- just under 7,000 for a third tier. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying that every game in the third tier is not quite so glamorous, sure. but yeah. it's one of those just before the game, you actually go, this is, this is a proper game. Yeah, is that, that game's got an edge. Yeah, a, mm. yeah. There's a... I don't know if it's hatred, is it? There's a yeah, rivalry yeah, is, for sure. Yeah. Is it hatred? Intense dislike, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And but they're, uh, they're great games yeah. to play in. I mean, I played in a Lanarkshire derby, Glasgow mm-hmm. derby, Ayrshire. Sheffield derby, Ayrshire derby. I mean, those games were a bit of an edge to it. You'll have played in them, yeah. uh, Stephen. The Ayrshire derby last year, we get the bus put in, the windows and the way <laughs> back you? from Somerset. That's yeah. right, yeah. I don't know, wow. I've never had anything like that. That's, what, about, that. what about the end of the season for Killy then, Stephen? We were so pleased for you. Because um, it didn't look as though it was going to happen. Derek McInnes coming in was great news. But maybe it was just too late, so they might need a year of consolidation. But that run you went on and then to the playoffs. It didn't look as if it was happening with about 15 minutes to go. Yeah. But uh, Chris no, Burke <laughs> came on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, it was excellent that night, uh, as, he, as he was throughout yeah. most of his career. But um, yeah, it was Dell when he came in. Um, was, was a breath of fresh air and uh, he was brilliant with me and we managed to get the job done um, we didn't go over the line how we wanted to go over the line in terms of over the course of the season but to win the league that night uh, it was special and it's something I'll never forget and the crowd 
it, it, it was virtually a sellout, wasn't it? And they were, they enjoyed it. I know Jamie was on uh, on the show here talking about it a few a few months ago. That's a night, I guess, that's uh, ranked with one of the best for you. Yeah, I mean, rugby park that night was just amazing, and they've actually the crowds this season. They've they responded with season tickets. They they are getting excellent home crowds, and still speak to a couple of the boys. There. Really hoping to kickstart the season because because they are ready to get right behind them again. It's a great feeling. I mean, I remember getting promotion with Motherwell. We we had to beat Brecon on the the last day or second last second last weekend, and we beat them two one at Fir Park, knowing that we'd got promotion. We're up against Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Dundee United. The 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 league then was so strong. Aberdeen and Dundee United had their best ever teams in their history. I think around that. Alec Ferguson that time. and so, Jim yeah, McLean. Yeah, yeah, just to so just to go up against the the, the bigger teams is is great, and of course the supporters love it. Well, Motherwell fans, I saw you on the way in to see your brother Paul playing. Was that his first game against Sligo Rovers? And uh, how did you enjoy that night? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I spoke to you off air. It yeah. had the same feeling as you. You're looking about full for park. Uh, the grass lord, the pitch looked immaculate. Under the lights, you're, you're thinking, what an occasion this is to play in. Oh, I was there, Stephen, and the sense of anticipation, yeah. the the atmosphere, the huge multiple crowd, it was just a big letdown. It was such a poor performance. They, they hadn't had any friendly matches. They'd won kind of against an amateur team, and and they just looked in both games. They didn't even play a, a friendly in between. Um, the mm. two games they just looked so rusty um, yeah. and on the night at Far Park they had loads of chances some, some some good ones even if they could have got it one each going over there but then two minutes into the, the, the turn leg there was yeah. a goal wonder goal um, and, and it, was, it, was, it was a tough one especially mm. for us as you say we take a football so seriously and it, it feels like a setback for the country when, when a team loses like that what I took from that night was the crowd coming out at the start of the season I mean when was it 12,000 I think that yeah. night, something like that. It was a huge crowd anyway. Uh, at Fir Park. People want to go out to football. Well, I, I think that's achievable for a club like Motherwell to get Conference League European football, and that's what you want. You want the supporters to be able to, to travel. You want something fresh. And, uh, you know, I think last season, Motherwell getting into the uh, getting into the top six even was, a, was a, so dramatic, getting into Europe and the, the, the prospect of of getting the group stages football, it's it's certainly something that's achievable. You you see how much the Hearts fans yeah. are enjoying. You took the words out of my mouth. Europe. Every team that's not used to it out with Celtic Rangers are striving for that night that Hearts mm. fans had in Riga. That's that's what they all do. And walking out of St Mum Park last week, that's what they're talking about. Maybe this is our year we can get back to to Europe. Yeah. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Good club there at Motherwell and at St Mirren. And Stevie Hamill has started well for them. We'll talk more about that in the next hour because we're getting ready now for the game Scotland playing in Krakow because they have to go to neutral territory. This is going to be a really tough game. It's the final t hurdle. That's what Shea Adams is saying. Exactly. Um, I think we've had a good two games uh, in, the, in this campaign. And I think we just have to end it, end it well now. I think... Uh, you know, everyone wants to do well and, and everyone show how, how good we are as a team. Um, so it's just, you know, getting over that final line tomorrow. And Stevie Clark, it could be promotion into the, the top division in this competition, the Nations League. I think the achievement for us is just to keep improving. So if, if, if that brings promotion to Group A, then it's another step on the way. And what about three games in a week? Big factor, uh, whether ourselves in Ukraine or 
are still suffering from the, the catch-up. If you like, we, we have to catch up matches. We have to play three games in a short space of time. We knew that would be the case. And like I said before, you just have to deal with it. There's a reason why we're we're having to do this. And the reason that we're having to do this is much bigger than a game of football. Stephen, three games in a week for you. Would you rather have three games or train? Uh, three games all the time, yeah. Andy Walker? Yeah, all, all players will say that. But it's the managers and the coaches that are sometimes... Sometimes reluctant, if you're maybe carrying just a little bit of a knock, they hate the fact that you're going away for a, an international break. And I, in my experience, everyone wants to get as many caps as you can to, to represent your country as you know the biggest thing you, you can achieve. And I've seen managers put uh, recognised international players under pressure. Come on, you're, you're carrying a knock. Just mm-hmm. give it a bye. Tell them you tell them you can't make it. We can back it up with. A, well, medical, but you know, a lot of players uh, will play with a niggling injury and uh, just want to do the most for their, their country. News is next, then we're back with Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. <laughs> And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, on our Tuesday evening, midweek, the match tonight, 7.45 kickoff, and we're in the company of Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, brother of John, of course, and also Scotland's Celtic, Sheffield United brothers. and you get six brothers yeah. any of them professional footballers no they're no. All hopeless <laughs> good accountant though yeah good accountant <laughs> yeah. That's how many in your family all in uh, four of me four. Paul John and uh, his twin sister Katie of course Katie as well so yeah your mum and dad we saw them at the player of the year dinner a few months ago and proud as punch about all of you it's a bit like when Judy Murray speaks about the boys speaks about all of them of course it is because you yeah. know all the kids and the kids Stephen of course with uh, baby Liam have you checked to see if he's behaving now that you're in here or no? I've had one text from my wife uh, and it was uh, sarcastic laughing faces <laughs> right. because you asked me if I watch Sky Sports in the house oh yeah oh she knows it's uh, on all the time 409 there it is there are other channels available uh, although I can't think what they are Andy Walker is with us as well uh, your time at the Blades you'd love to talk about that but we're not really that interested here in Glasgow <laughs> exactly. unless not, not a market for, uh, for Sheffield chat. Uh, unless when it's uh, Go Radio it's great great yeah 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 yeah. bring it back to <laughs> Glasgow and Lanarkshire and Dumbartonshire Renfrewshire uh, number one for the West looking forward to the business show on Sunday morning it was great at the weekend 11 till 12 with Hunter and Hockey and they'll be on this Sunday morning, 11 till 12. A few calls coming in about the Sky Sports deal. Listen, a lot of this is above our pay grade. Um, But people are saying that they would like to get more pay-per-view, I think. I mean, they don't really want to pay for it. But the point you made uh, before, Stephen, about games like Dingwall that are not on television. Yeah, well, I don't understand that there must be regulations because Ross County is a football club. If they put that out, they've sold out their way end. 
um, every every seat taken. There must be a case where they want the pay per view and the extra income that that would bring. Let's speak to Reagan, who's on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Very good, thank you. So is Stephen and Andy as well. Hi, Regan. Hi, Regan. Right, we're just, uh, it's not the best uh, line so, here just now, sorry but. Guys. Right. Sorry, guys, yeah. I mean, I'm doing fine, yeah. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Scotland, um, about the big match uh, that's on. Um, I think Scotland will do well tonight. I was actually thinking that John will score, Stephen. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think I just wanted to touch on, like, obviously you uh, being there on Saturday uh, for John getting his fiftieth cap. I mean, I mean, that must be special for you as well, Stephen. Eh? Yeah, it, it was really special, and as I said, there's there's not that many moments we just reflect and fifty caps. But also, you mentioned the goal. I had, I had a look at the goals list after the match with Ukraine last week, and the company he's holding for Scotland. It's like wow. Um, and a, a goal we go tonight with Edge closer to even more of the top players. Who's Stephen he in, who's he in with? Sorry, those that haven't read. Yeah. What names were you seeing there? I know he's, he's only he's only four goals away. I think from Ali McCoyst. Um, oh, there you go. He's he's also one of only thirty-four players to get fifty caps or more. Is that all? Only thirty-four yeah. to get fifty caps yeah. or more, and he's one of them. And given his age, and he he doesn't tend to be injured all that often, you you, you might think you could get another fifty. Mm-hmm. Regan, hi. I I mean, uh, John's my favourite player. I was quite uh, annoyed that Celtic didn't manage to sign him, Stephen. I mean. I think he's. I think John's a fantastic player. I mean, uh, and obviously he's the, he's now the captain of the English Premier League club as well. That might be special for you as well. But I just wanted to ask you guys to, in terms of, uh, I, see for see for me, Paul. I just think that it's a typical Scotland that because like, obviously that this match um, that we're playing tonight, Paul, it's like a do or die situation. I mean, if, if we. If we draw the game, everybody will be happy. But if, if we lose the game, there'll be a kind of overreaction. What did we do wrong? You know, because like, these are the matches that kind of make a squad or, or die a squad as well. Because, like, uh, four into this poll, if Scotland don't get a good result tonight, then I'm sure the people want to talk about Steve Clark and the tactics. But I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's a shame as well because I think what Steve Clark, what John what all the squad are doing is brilliant because I think finally we've got a bit of, we've got a bit of stability a bit of, a bit of reassurance that Scotland are doing very well I'm going to throw that to Andy first of all as a seasoned media professional now Andy mm. would that be the case if we did lose tonight um, would people forget about what happened last week against Ukraine and Ireland at the weekend? I don't think so. I, I think Scotland are heading in the right direction under Stevie Clark. I think it's pretty clear to see all the players are with him. In all honesty, from, from what mix I have in the, the media room, I think all eh, most, if not all, of the journalists are with him. Obviously, they all they all they all want us eh, they all want us to win. But eh, when you lose a game, criticism comes from eh, it comes automatically and supporters will be amongst that as well. I think it's sometimes uh, it's on the level of performance and maybe chances missed or, you know, ill-discipline 
you know, stuff like that. And that that's natural, that type of criticism that, that will come. But no, I think everyone is behind uh, Stevie Clark. And uh, I think it was a huge blow to us, Regan, when we when we didn't really play our best, when it really mattered against Ukraine in the World Cup playoff. It was sore. And, uh, you know, I, I think you can always go to a place like Dublin and give up a, a poor performance. But I think on the back of qualifying for the Euros, we were desperate to get to a World Cup and that was that was, uh, that was was really disappointing, that result. But we're getting back to winning ways. Mm. Stephen McGinn, what would you say? Yeah, I, I agree in terms of, I think there will be a poor reaction because I think that's the way we are in this country. I think, um, I mean, Celtic went a calendar year without losing, losing a league game. There's a mini fallout off the back of that and Andy told me about uh, some of the top games he played in about the relief you get when you win games I think that's part of the celebrations after these big Scotland games and from speaking to John uh, obviously not lucky enough to experience that top top level he sometimes speaks about just the relief of the no the no backlash that everyone yeah. everyone else is happy I can it's a can... strange thing you know you tend to think of the poor performances you've yeah. had the poor mm. results you know you think about being a Celtic player the the losses you had against Rangers rather than, you know, remembering and celebrating the great victories that you had. It was all it was always more painful uh, you know, losing against Rangers than, than it was a, a great sense of, of pride in winning it. It was as you say, Stephen, it was just sometimes it was just relief. You you'd made the fans happy and I, I don't know, maybe it's maybe most footballers are like that. It's a, it's a strange thing. It was fresh off the back of the 50th cap and the other night John comes up and you're thinking you, you want a couple of beers with all the families here 50th yeah. cap no Tuesday if, if we're losing Tuesday I'm going to yeah. think of a couple of beers on Saturday night so <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Pain, just that's just the nature water. of the, that top level it is you can, if you win the first two games of a three game week you lose the third one in a bad way it's, it's, what, it's what you're going to go off talking about mm. Regan um, Paul something I just wanted to mention that people were talking about the other day was the fact that this this uh, obviously match that's on um, is not going to be shown on um, obviously free to view TV? I think that's a bit. She was real, such as like it's a massive game, and now yeah. people won't be able to see it. But no need to pay thirty quid to Premier Sports, and I think that's a bit a shame that the country's doing so well and we can't see the game unless you pay thirty quid. True, it it is difficult, isn't it? Um, but they're out in a competitive market. That you know, Premier Sports deserve to get some money to try to fund their coverage of it. Um, but I think everyone would agree, games like this. You know, I know the crown jewels of of football was the FA Cup final. You know, in England, yeah. and they have to stay, or certainly had to stay, on terrestrial television. Yeah, yeah, Sky have done some uh, free to air games. Uh, I think uh, Premier did it last week, didn't they? Yeah, With, they did. Uh, ITV4 that was had that ITV4. Game. Uh, it was available then, so they do it on occasion, and uh, and of course they're entitled to their exclusivity when they come up with uh, the funds to to win a broadcasting deal. Before you go, here is Shea Adams talking about if we win or draw tonight. Yeah, I think it just gives everyone you know self belief uh, and. And it makes everyone trust in what we're doing. Uh, you know, the the boys are you know raring to go, and and I think everyone can see now how good we are as a team and how much we want to do well. So I think yeah, it's it's going to be an amazing amazing achievement. We're pretty sure he's playing tonight. Stephen's giving nothing away. I think he's a poker player. I'm watching him looking at his phone just in case <laughs> his brother's on. Not that I would imagine he's on, but uh, uh, not getting nothing from him whatsoever. Yeah. What's your scoreline then, Reagan? 
Um, I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. Right, you're going for 2-2. Two, two. Stephen full of goals, eh? Let, let's get your predictions Aye. in. Yeah, Stephen, what do you think? I, I, I think one each. One each, take it. I'm going to go with Stephen. And, uh, you know, just reading what it means. A guaranteed yep. playoff mm-hmm. place yep. for the Euros in 2024. Yes. It would be so good if we could get back to back Euros, Regan, eh? Paul, I just want to say one more thing. And the other thing I've read today as well is, Andy, that we get into pod two as well for the European Championships and uh, for the World Cup as well. So, pod two could be a good, very good for us as well. Exactly. We said that last night in the programme, Regan. You're right. You're doing your homework today. Some great questions. Thank you, uh, Reagan. It's, it is true. This no would be terrific, wouldn't it? Thanks, Reagan. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks for calling in. It is massive tonight. And yeah, I mean, I was listening to Graham Soonish yesterday, and he's terrific. But he was saying, wow, it's a bit like friendlies. He wasn't referring to the Scotland situation just now, because he's obviously mm. a Scotland uh, hero of the past uh, and was a great player. But he said the Nations League, no, it's, I think it was he was talking about with reference to England. Yeah. They, they're seeded anyway. But it's as you totally said, different. It's different. They yeah. always qualify for the major tournaments. They are, they're so good. They're so strong and over the course of uh, they're always in uh, pop one we have struggled to get to big tournaments and I think the the Nations League has been really good for us and the fact that if we get a win or a draw tonight we're guaranteed a playoff for Euro 2024 well we'll take that all day long and the fact that you even only need to look at attendance the other night if if that's a friendly and they were brought in to cover uh, for friendlies the, the competitive Type of friendlies, you would ha- we would have to be playing Brazil for to, have to get the crowd that we got the other night. And but what Regan said there as well, I had a look at it. Hungary, no disrespect to them, are a pot one team. You could potentially begin into a group with as pot two team with Hungary as a pot one, and, and and the group becomes winnable as opposed to potentially a Germany then an Italy. I like your attitude, Steve. That's a great point. Yeah, Stephen, would you like to go into coaching and management? Are you doing your? You going to, well, not yet, but will uh, you be doing your? Yeah, I've done. I've advantages. done the B license and right. money license. So yeah. I don't coaching. I think coaching and management's always it's a bit different to a player. Mm. You, you play well, you get picked for a team, you get signed for a team. Coaching and management's result dependent. You have to win games, so uh, it's feel it'd be foolish to say you want a thirty year career in management or whatever because you might be rubbish in oh, the, and out I, after yeah. three months. I, I mean, I took all my coaching badges. I was a fully qualified SFA coach for for maybe a couple of years before I actually finished, but uh, I just found I didn't have the desire to go and get a club or, or, or do it there and then of course I was getting asked to, to do other things that was that was keeping you busy and keeping you involved in football and I, I do love going to games um, I love being at a match and I, I was at Hartlepool on Saturday mm-hmm. I'm going to Anfield uh, this Saturday so you're going from one extreme to the other and I just like to go to any games and wh- wherever Sky sent me I'm always grateful How was Hartlepool briefly? <laughs> it was great well yeah. no Paul Hartley how disrespectful sorry was the chairman saying I didn't even know who that he was, was that was in his programme notes so uh, there you go shocking damning yeah. for himself if, yeah. if he hires someone and off, the, off what, he, what yeah. he wrote so a bit different going from Hartlepool to Anfield I'm looking forward to that one Brighton of course I've got a new manager Deserbi indeed Graham Potter's going to, to Chelsea so that'll be a good game oh, so Liverpool-Brighton Liverpool-Brighton Anfield yeah. 
we're just getting used to working together again Andy and I because when I say briefly I didn't mean that brief you could, have, you, told, you could have told me a wee bit more and of course yeah. I think we all know Liverpool all know their players but oh, you know they're yeah. up against Rangers next week it'll of be course. good to see them the countdown's on yeah because yeah, we are going to be there at the Radisson Red next Tuesday night uh, the programme will be there and then the podcast afterwards so uh, we'll be on from 6 until just before the kickoff. then we watch the game and we do a podcast afterwards I'm quite chuffed James we've got a podcast now as well you're not anyone unless you've got a podcast have you got one Stephen? <laughs> no no. You will have when you come on this show. I'm a zero. Then, I don't have one either. You'll be on. You'll be on the podcast <laughs> as well. And then Wednesday, Celtic RB Leipzig early kickoff. So we'll be on four until six. Uh, then we'll watch the game, and uh, then afterwards we do the podcast. And you can be there um, at the Radisson Red um, with Steen, one of Scotland's top electrical companies. Uh, you can just register. Just go to our socials at thisisgo.co.uk. So you can be along there at Radisson Red with Steen. It's going to be great. It's, we're talking about it. It's so exciting, isn't it? The, the big two, Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League. Yeah, amazing. Um, obviously, uh, Rangers hasn't gone to plan so far with the two games, but in isolation, a, a doubleheader against Liverpool and, and what they can a battle of Britain games bring um, is amazing for for the supporters uh, going to both games. and um, Yeah, as I said, you watch these, sometimes when Celtic Rangers aren't in these, the Champions League, you end up just watching the goal show, or I do yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it becomes a Rangers game or a Celtic game, you're totally, uh, you're all in. And you know these players, you've played against some of them as well. Andy, I remember Celtic going to Anfield in 2003 and mm. most people, you know, thought, well, who are going to Liverpool? Who will they meet next? But yeah. Celtic surprised them. Could yep. Rangers surprise them over the, the two legs, take something from it? I know it's a huge Well, ask. you've compared two teams yep. there, and I think at that point Celtic were in a good level of form. They had good players. This Rangers side are not in the best form. I was at Ibrox for the Dundee United game. Rangers won 2-1, two, two, mm-hmm. but it wasn't their best level of performance. I think they've been better. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how good uh, Liverpool are at the weekend mm-hmm. because Brighton are a decent side. they battered Leicester 5-2 I think in their last mm-hmm. game and the new manager coming in to see what sort of uh, influence he has but Liverpool have stuttered a wee bit yeah. since the start of the season not been at their best but when you think of some of their players Jota and Diaz mm-hmm. and Thiago Fabinho it's a pity Andy Robertson will be Indeed. injured Virgil yeah. van Dijk will play I'm sure so, Salah, um, Salah. Salah there's another yeah. one just full of stars eh? but Rangers would say the record in Europe in the past four years has been all yeah. the way to Europa League they, final. They've gone everywhere. They've gone to Champions League teams in the uh, Europa League and uh, you know beat them over two legs. And you came up against them last season, so you know that team firsthand, the Rangers team. Yeah, um, yeah. You, obviously, the, the success they had last year in Europe, but I, I just always have that wee the Scottish English thing mm-hmm. um, in my lifetime. I don't know historically, but. They always tend to to be tighter than mm-hmm. uh, even in Brendan Rodgers' time. Uh, they took some, they had to suffer some games against Paris Saint Germain, Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But a home and away to Man City, both both draws. So I always just think that extra bit of edge that the Scotland England game brings uh, gives the Scottish clubs a, a, a big lift and, and supporters. It's absolutely true. And for Celtic RB Leipzig. Um... You don't want to say too much. RB Leipzig are not what they were, Andy. They lost the manager no. um, and they've lost some players. Yeah. Would Celtic so, be favourites over the... It's not two legs, but you know what I mean? They're over there, then they're back in Glasgow. Well, if Celtic can replicate that, let's call it an hour against Real Madrid, mm-hmm. where they were really at it and gave the European champions a, a bit of a fright, if they can replicate that type of form and create those type of chances, I wouldn't be at all surprised if 
Celtic were to come out with another big win. Back to tonight, we have got the teams and it's Craig Gordon goals, of course. I'll just give you them as they come out here. Greg Taylor, Ryan Porteous, John McGinn, the captain, Callum McGregor, Shea Adams, Jack Henry, Ryan Fraser, Ryan Jack, Aaron Hickey and Kenny McLean. So that's the lineup, Andy. Your, what do you make of that, Stephen? First off, well, I think it, what, what we spoke about. He's he's gone with players all from previous camps. He's not thrown a Kingsley in. Um, he's got the extra midfielder in with Kenny McLean. So uh, I know he says he's not going to play for a draw, but it is going to be a wee bit more of a pragmatic Scotland team. That is a good word for it. It's a pragmatic lineup. Very quick break. Traffic and travel as well, and then we're back. We've got the Scotland team. The go football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Andy Walker first with the Scotland team tonight Stephen McGinn obviously knows his brother's in for cap number 51 and captain of our country Andy how are we going to line up and for those just tuning in what's our team tonight in Ukraine Yeah Gordon and goal I'm sure it'll be a back four of from right to left Hickey, Henry, Porteous big game for him and Greg Taylor You've got two sitting midfield players, Jack and McGregor, but I think Fraser, John McGinn and McLean will be dropping deep as well. So I'm, I'm thinking it'll be a five maybe in midfield and then Adams up front. But you've got, obviously John McGinn's got the licence to go and try and get up in support of Che Adams. Uh, McLean's a good passer of the ball. Fraser is the one who, when he's on the ball, I think he's the type of guy that can carry it 20, 30, 40 yards and get you up the pitch he's a wee so, terrier isn't he yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think um, you know given the, the injuries we've got the suspensions the, the virus that's been a, around the squad it's as much experience uh, as you can imagine in a starting 11 on the bench the two goalkeepers Liam Kelly and uh, Robbie McCrory Declan Gallagher Stephen Kingsley Lyndon Dykes Ryan Christie Billy Gilmer Barry Mackay Tony Ralston Stuart Armstrong and Joyce Doig. What do you think of the lineup? Do you agree with the way Andy thinks it'll be four five one? Yeah, I think it'll be um more more of a four five one and a four three three, how it how it kinda looked um the last few games. But on Fraser as well, I think he's set piece delivery. It might be a game where um it's a set piece uh, that we get the goal from. So but as Andy said, loads of experience in the team, not taking any chances and um it's good to see a couple of names on the bench that I wasn't sure. It would be ill or not as potential options yep we're wondering there what do you think with Lyndon Dykes uh, whether or not he had been we know he had been affected by the virus but he's always an option did so well last week uh, Stuart Armstrong he's had a good campaign but yeah. I guess because we are going to be a bit more pragmatic as Stephen said is maybe the reason he's on the bench Andy yeah and remember who you're up against I mean Stepanenko Yarmolenko yeah. uh, Malinovsky um, Mudrik who we spoke about earlier the 20, 21 year old that plays with Shakhtar um, they have got some good players they'll be stung not just getting beat with us last week but mm. losing three they'll be stung by that they're rated much higher than we are aren't yeah, we yeah, we shouldn't forget that we've seen these 18, Scots 18 yeah. odd places above us above so. us yeah. yeah there's going to be there's going to be spells tonight where we're maybe going to have to suffer and, mm. uh, and get through and I think that's why he's picked a 
that type of team and to get through the uh, the spells and still have options on the bench if needed. Because we weren't at our best in the first half against Ireland, were we? They'd a real go. They'd gone one up, Andy. Uh, is it fair to say we'd hoped to play better in the first half? Tonight? Well, you can't, you can't always be at your best. And the thing I admired about the game against Ireland was the fact that we did go behind, but mm. uh, you know we were still very much in the game. It, we made it competitive. We didn't shy away from anything, and we got two uh, really well worked goals. Controversial penalty, but you mm. you get a you get a bit of luck, and and Ryan Christie made it count. We we his cool penalty, but. Um, it's great to, to win games when you're not at your best you're being a goal down but you still manage to find a way and get all three points Aaron Hickey plays he's fit because the manager wasn't sure if he would be ready Aaron just felt a little bit tight on the, the game with probably with this game in mind I knew I've got Tony Ralston on the bench who can go on and do a good job for us he's done it before Aaron trained this morning Seems to be seems to be okay, so I've got a good choice now to make between Tony and Aaron for the right back position. And he's gone for Aaron Hickey. What do you make of him and his progress, Aaron Hickey? Yeah, amazing. Um, going to Italy, brave move, and uh, earned a move to pre- English Premiership, and fitted in at Brentford like he's been playing there for years. But just touching on Steve Clark there, what he said about. Um, he's did well for me before it's a recurring theme if, if you've been good for it doesn't matter who you are if you've been good for Steve Clark before and he can trust yeah. you then then he will go with you and when you think of the quality we've got in those fullback positions I mean Hickey Taylor Doig Robertson Tierney it's remarkable how predominantly left-sided players mm. the, uh, the quality that we've produced in the last number of years we were all in great form last night with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi and then just at the end uh, Mark said and I hope that Kieran Tierney who was missing in June when we played against Ukraine and it made a difference Andy Kieran Tierney he was unfortunate to get he, he landed awkwardly didn't he? Yeah I think there's something to be admired about and again I think Leanne Crichton uh, highlighted it last week the, the Scotland medical team seemed to make the decision it looked as though Kieran Tierney wanted to play and I would say even in my time, I don't know about your time just now, uh, Stephen, if a player wants to play on, he pretty much does. But if you've got a medical team saying, no, you, you've had a head knock there, we're going to be cautious, uh, we're going to look after your best interests and, you know, maybe that's that, that's the future. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with Andy. If, if Unless I didn't know what day it was, I'd be I'd be demanding <laughs> to be kept on. So, uh, yeah, you do have to be brave to to do your job, and um, because as you said, if anything happens to Kieran Tierney after the game, then the heat's on them. So, uh, good that they made that decision, and good that we get good cover. I mean, Taylor has spoke about, but it is, it is a blow to have games a game of this magnitude without. I mean, yep. Uh, Patterson's been Everton's best player yeah. this season and mm-hmm. uh, I know Hickey's been great for Brentford but it's just not having these options it's it's a blow and you just said at the start of the programme Scott McTominay um, he is thriving under this formation that the manager's been playing with the four at the back and releases him and he did so much work because he's had a hard time at Man United Andy and he's one of the unfancied players there but he's survived and he's thriving yeah, I think he was terrific. Uh, the last couple of games looked really strong, and you know some of the games that he plays for Man United. And I know that they were a team that come under a lot of criticism um, under uh, Ranić and um, obviously Solskjaer. Yeah. Uh, but I think this sort of relationship he's developing with Eriksson, who's mm. you know a more productive player, he's he's a more creative player, he's he's a more eye-catching player. 
But McTominay knows his job. He's not he's not looking for headlines. Mm. He's quite happy just to play in a winning team. And he's got a lot to offer. I really like his attitude. Man United's been a tough place for the last few years. I mean, the, one of the greatest players of all time's gone there and everyone right, left and centre's picking holes in his game. So, I mean, you look at Darren Fletcher when he plays with all those world-class players, world-class manager, goes in, does a job for 10 years and McTominay's that guy, but he's just not got the same flow that Darren Fletcher had at that yeah. point. Matt O'Reilly, because you touched there, mm. um, you know, um, about the Danish players uh, what a time he's having with the under 21s and he's desperate to get to Qatar and he could be yeah and uh, he's someone that uh, I think would shine uh, on a, a stage like the, the World Cup I think he's got everything to offer and uh, I think Celtic did a really good piece of business getting him because there was a lot of clubs big clubs in England mm. that were looking at him and Celtic moved quickly and I, I think Celtic really missed him that game we spoke about earlier at St Mirren he takes up such good positions he can play the ball really quickly one two touch football but the the, the pace of his passing the weight of his passing uh, it's something that it uh, seems, is so important to Celtic. it seems too good to be true doesn't mm. it you're, you're waiting you're thinking down in England with all these eyes on these players it's not as if he's really small or, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. you th- you're waiting for how are, we, how are Celtic able to pick him up how's he yeah. up here in Scotland when with the attributes he's got yeah. and the potential he's got the age he has do you know what I mean it's, well it's, you'd say the same about uh, Aribo Aribo yeah Cal- uh, Bassey uh, they didn't take long to, to play a big club uh, with big demands show everyone they can do they get European football of course and they, they excelled and they, they went for big money yeah, Bassett, Bassett was one that you think is a big credit to the scouting team because he hadn't played a lot of football. Aribo came under the Matt O'Reilly where you're thinking, how can he have been so good for mm-hmm. a team down there? Mm-hmm. And he comes up here on a free transfer. It just shows you that we're a bit of, uh, we're a fine eye you can produce yeah. these players. I remember when I finished uh, playing guys like, I would go uh, and watch uh, Hibs. Didier Agat was playing. I think he played with Wraith Rovers. He went to Hibs for 50 grand. Or was it... No, he went to Celtic, I think, for Celtic. 50 grand. Celtic mm-hmm. took him from Hibs. And all of a sudden, as a striker as he was at Hibs, he became this this great wing-back for, for Martin O'Neill. And he went on for years. For years, he was consistent. He certainly was. Ryan Porteous is in. We talked about him in the first half of the programme. Andy, now that you know he's in, what would you be saying to him tonight? If you're Stevie Clark, what do you think the message is to... Youngish Ryan Porteous yeah. first cap. He'll be under a lot of pressure, so he'll need to win uh, some balls in the air. He'll need to be composed when the ball's at his feet. We we're not a kick and rush team. You have to have a bit of composure as a as a defender. Hickey's got it. Uh, Jack Henry has got it. The, the way he stepped out from the back and got his goal at the weekend. Greg Taylor has got it. Porteous, I think this is just a a great chance for him to show everyone that he can be a really important player and and play well. Yeah, I spoke about him earlier in the show. The one thing, just go out in 95 minutes, just be a good defender, show everyone your, your best qualities, um, get involved with the crowd if you want to get involved in the crowd, but switch on. Don't don't try and anything daft. There's lots of experienced um, players around them, good players, um, and, and Ryan's got the quality to, to, to find passes mm. through the lines. He's, he's a good player, he sees passes, so... Um, big night for him and really hoping he does well an hour and ten minutes to go until kick off on the line now Stephen Reside is on hi Stephen good evening hi guys how you doing good how are you hi Stephen 
I'm good. I've just seen. I'm uh, just looking at the team there, and definitely interesting. Um, Ryan Porteous, he's a late, it's a big night for him. Yeah. Um, almost it could almost be a career altering night for him. A chance to show for him to show that he can mature and put in a good performance. That's a great point because it can be a pantomime baddie. I think you said earlier on. I wonder how he's feeling. You know him. You've played against him. How will his temperament be tonight? Yeah, well, um, I, I, as I said, I actually I, I think he'll revel in it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's playing against world class players, top international players, so um, he's going to have to defend as well as he possibly can at times. But I do, I do. He's got the type of character that he, he will. That be, he'll, he'll know this heat on him. Why is he selected? Why is he picked? He'll know that, but he'll put the chest out, and I think he'll go and deliver a performance. Yeah, I really hope he does. And he's, he's when you think what he's up against, you know, I'm looking at the potential of yeah. the Ukraine team, but Stepanenko, Yarmolenko, mm. Mudrik, who's got an incredible place, Mikalenko, he, he impressed me as well. Uh, Scotland will come under a lot of pressure tonight. And that's, uh, you'll need to quickly develop a, a relationship and an understanding with not just Hendry, who'll be right beside him, but he's full back on that side, maybe Taylor and the, the the boys in front of him. At, at times, I'm sure he'll be required to play some short passes into the middle. Maybe once or twice he'll be asked to play a, a long pass, and I've seen him uh, do that at Hibs, and he's he's capable. So, uh, like Stephen, I, I just hope he, he takes his chance. It's a big opportunity for him. Stephen, how much have you enjoyed the last week, watching Scotland beat oh, Ukraine been, and then Ireland? It's been fantastic. I mean, I think, um, with the exception of the Denmark game, the second half against Ukraine is the most I've ever enjoyed watching Scotland. We created chance after chance. Um, and, and it was a different a different win against Ireland the other night. And again, tonight's different. Tonight's a chance for us to show the strength and depth that we've got in the squad and, and really, really flex the muscles. And I, I think that we're going to do it because there's got to be belief in this group that, that they can go, go and get the result, particularly with the game being in Poland. And it's a Ukraine side without Zinchenko, so we've got to go and do it tonight. Have to. Well, give us a prediction then. How do you think it'll go, Stephen? It's going to be nervy because it is Scotland, isn't it? So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one each. I think we'll equalise with 20 minutes to go. <laughs> You're putting us through the ringer there, but we'll take it. Taking the equaliser. And let's run the rule on the captain, stand in captain just now, John McGinn. His brother Stephen's here. Um, Mark's out of 10. No, what a week <laughs> it's been for him. 49th, then he's 50th cap, and 51st tonight. Yeah, listen, he's a fantastic player, and I think John says himself, if it wasn't for his backside, he'd be playing for Yobel. So. Um, he slightly regrets that one he, he, he shouldn't have said Jovo um, yeah. he regrets that one <laughs> no but listen he's, he's a fantastic player um, and I think he can he can definitely play at a higher level than what he's at at Villa just now I think he's only a matter of time before he gets he gets a big move and he certainly deserves it he's, he's a joy to watch in a Scotland jersey and hopefully, hopefully he can go and deliver tonight and Stephen, for you, all roads go from Rutherglen, well, to Hamden uh, the other day, and then next week it'll be back to Motherwell for you. Are you looking forward to getting back into it? Because I know you played really well against Hearts. Doesn't sound like it with the scoreline, but how are you feeling about the season after the first seven, eight games? 
listen, we're playing some good football and I don't know how Hearts beat us being out. It was an absolutely disgraceful score line when you look at the game. We hit the bar, we hit the post. Yep. Craig Gordon does what Craig Gordon does and makes great saves. So um, I think we're playing really good football. And did, it, and did the big chance fall to the wrong player, Stephen? Uh, hi, hi, I think so. I think it did. Um, but um, I'm sure you've been winding him up about that one. But listen, Paul's been great since he's came in. Um, and to keep uh, Stephen O'Donnell at the squad, he's obviously had to be on the team because Stephen's a great player as well. Um, no, but I've been really been impressed with him. And listen, we're playing some fantastic football. If we can keep Celtic quiet for the first 30 minutes, because you know that they're going to come out of the ball flying. There's a chance there for us because I do believe we will create up the other end. I thought you were going to say there, Stephen, if we can keep Celtic quiet for the first 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no I, I think we post the Coglu teams, Andy. Uh, for me, they tire. They tire with about 30 minutes to go. So I think if we can keep it tight, there's a chance there for us. But as it's, it's just said and done, keeping it tight against that squad, isn't it? And that yeah. intensity... Andy, it's no surprise that they do lose a wee bit of the pace of the game. Hey, yeah, you can't play at uh, that level the whole 90 minutes, but my goodness, they do set out uh, that way. And it was just a pity they'd never get going at all against uh, St Mirren because, um, again, credit to St Mirren for denying them the, the space. But I think it just tells you that the games in the Scottish Premiership are, are difficult. And um, sometimes it, it can look like a, a walkover when you win four or five nothing, but you really need to put the... The, the yards in to, to get on top Stephen how's your podcast going? Yeah yeah it's going well I'm actually I'm away to Fort William this weekend what, Have you got a passport? Um, yeah <laughs> No I'm going up there for the darts event I've been invited as a guest so um, I'm going up there Fantastic my darts as well Right well, and I thought when am I going when am I going to get to see Fort Williams play? I'm going to go up and take him again before the event. Fantastic, Stephen. Listen, you've got a podcast. Stephen McGinn doesn't, nor does Andy Walker. I don't either, really. Thanks a million, Stephen. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you, guys. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, 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 go. Let's go. Last 13 minutes of the programme and just an hour away, in fact, 59 minutes from the match. Ukraine against Scotland. Stephen McGinn is with us and Andy Walker and me, Paul Cooney. And a lovely touch there, Andy. The Tartan Army and the Sunshine Appeal, they've raised £4,000 over there and they've donated it to the children with Down syndrome in Ukraine. Constantly amazed and sometimes inspired yep. by what football fans do for their local community, you know, food banks, um, just helping people less fortunate than themselves. It, it, it's great when it when it gets highlighted. Stephen, lovely touch. It's great, more than lovely touch. Isn't that brilliant to be over there and to give £4,000? Yeah, it's brilliant and it's... Uh... They're so con- consistent with it. Every every trip, and uh, it's just amazing what they do locally when they go to these places. And uh, my dad's out there at the minute, uh, enjoying his retirement, going to the Scotland away games. So um, in between playing golf, because I know your dad, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's playing well, isn't he? At golf, yeah. Oh, he uh, is. Well, he's playing enough. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, goes goes to watch us play football and plays golf. That's some life. It'd be I'm great glad. to be over there tonight, wouldn't it? Uh, this weekend with Falkirk, you are up against Clyde. Yes, yes. Um, so we've we've been mixed a bit in the league. We're not exactly where we want to be in the league, but our home form's been really good. Uh, five wins and a draw from the six games. 
including one against Hibs. So, uh, looking forward to being back out there at home on Saturday. Who's your biggest rivals? You mentioned earlier about Dunfermline, but who would you see as your top two or three teams in that league? Um, Airdrie. 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 Really impressed with Airdrie. Oh, they've just missed out yeah, last um, season, eh? Been a good side and um, actually we found touch wood because you need to play the other teams three times, but they've been the best team I've played against in the league so Have far. They? Yeah, yeah, so um, really the Diamonds. Well yeah. organised, fit team, lots of goals in their team. So I yeah. know uh, Callum, Callum Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored twice against yeah. us, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Good lad, Cal. And Danny Lennon, the boss at Clyde. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John and Paul's manager at St Mon back in the day. So, yeah, you know, we know, we know what we're up against this weekend. Um, Going to have to be our best to, to break them down. Hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danny did the kill walk last Sunday in Edinburgh. Yeah. 21 and a half miles. Graham Soonis did it. Mark Wilson did it as well, the former Celtic and Dundee United player. And uh, Danny Lennon, I just saw him. I thought, that looks like Danny Lennon. It was Danny great Lennon. Stuff. It's great so many people in football. Uh, who are supporting charities. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, well, Scotland tonight, you've got the line-up. Andy Walker's going to tell us how we will line up in an hour's time. Yeah, it's definitely Craig Gordon in goal. I, th- I don't think I'm giving an exclusive out there. He will play in goal. <laughs> and uh, the back four of Hickey, Henry, Porteous yep. and Taylor. I think it's a midfield five uh, from right to left of Fraser, Jack, McGinn, McGregor, McLean. And then Che Adams just trying to get his trying to get his up. I mean, he will be isolated at times and you know what it's like, Stephen. He needs he needs good service. He, he he can hold it in. On occasion he can go over the top, pull wide. He he, he needs some good passing, doesn't he? Yeah, this, I mean there's some games where you strike uh, you need you need to him to go on the end of some chances, but his big role tonight will be getting us up the park, one fills. He, he can be on it his best he's, he, he can occupy two defenders so uh, big role for him tonight and um, gl- glad he's at back in the team On the bench the two keepers Kelly and McCrory then there's Declan Gallagher Stephen Kingsley who was called in Lyndon Dykes who had the virus he's on the bench Ryan Christie who was so cool at that penalty yeah whether or not it was but we took it and we were pleased he took it well Billy Gilmer Barry Mackay called in from Hearts Anthony Ralston Stuart Armstrong and Josh Doig and uh, we'll come back to that in just a moment or two in fact let's hear from the manager he made it clear yep a point is enough but we want to get all three points the question that's always asked about this sort of situation I don't think anybody ever goes and sets out for a draw your your team is always set up to try and win the game if you play as well as you can but the win's not there then normally the fallback situation is that you'll get a draw we're certainly not going there to set up for a draw because then if you don't reach your expectations you lose the game what impact do you think we've had issues of course with the squad we know the team now which sure we're missing uh, we're missing Tierney McTominay through the suspension McKenna who did so well the manager spoke about the ins and outs Stephen Kingsley can play there as well so we've, we've got we've got really good options uh, disappointing to lose Scott McKenna like I said we've got a little sickness bug in the camp so Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow morning I've got a different set of problems I don't know So Like Just deal with it It's good to see Recognition for the likes of Kingsley And Barry Mackay Both playing really well for Hearts Have done for For a while now But I think it just shows you Under Stevie Clark That he will promote Players from the Scottish Premiership Not just Celtic and Rangers players And there was always that argument That It used to be That way You had to move to Celtic Rangers to get a Scotland cap but you can see you know Declan Gallagher uh, has been in there um, for a while Anthony Ralston's on the bench and he got a he got a goal uh, not so long ago so um, 
Yeah, great to see all these names getting a, an opportunity at international level. Uh, we did well against Ireland at the corner kicks. That would have been practised. Um, and great header from Jack Henry. He has improved. How much do you feel, Stephen, in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, he's always showed potential. Of, um, that's why Celtic bought him for, for a million pounds. Uh, from playing against him, he always... He always knew he was good at carrying the ball, he good size, good pace, but probably a bit what we spoke about with Ryan, concentration. Could he could he do it for the for the ninety minutes? You always ask questions of him and uh, but he looks so much more polished. Uh, I don't know if going abroad has, has helped him and but the other night, um I thought he was probably our best player on the night. Um and he's really looking like a, a future international for a long time. He's in Italy now, Stephen. He's been in Belgium with, with, with Bruges, as you say, played abroad for a number of years now. Did you ever, have you ever had the chance or opportunity or hint of playing abroad? No, uh, never, never at all. I mean, when did you go to Watford? Um, 2010, so 2010. Young so, pup. Yeah, 21. So uh, Malky Mackay signed me from down there, but it, that was that was just the focus. Could you? Could you get into a first team up here, play yeah. as much football as you can and get down the road? Um, but it's changed a bit over the last few years. The, these young boys, I don't know if it's agents or mm. boys having done well, like Hickey going to Bologna, yeah. opened the door for Jack Hendry and Lewis Ferguson. Yeah. Um, so nobody had maybe taken that path before. So now maybe the foreign clubs are looking at Scotland thinking it's a good market. It's yeah. cheap enough to yeah, do business. I think, and I think they are. And these, these players are showing that they can... You know they've got the discipline because uh, you know hearing from Barry how how um, you know disciplined it is in in Italy for for Lewis for Lewis Ferguson. Course, I know yeah. he's I know he's struggling to get as much game time as he would like, but just a great opportunity for him. That should come. I have to ask you about your old club Watford. That's where you went to, signed as you said by uh, Malky Mackay. They got rid of that young manager yesterday, and they they guaranteed him almost he get mm. ten games. And they took him from a club that he was transforming. They said, no, no, because we know they, they just got rid of managers so quickly. But were you surprised? Uh, with Watford, no. Yeah. Not at no, all, no. no. But um, the club the club I joined um, isn't the same club as it is now. Um, it was a local community club. Yeah. Uh, lots of people had been there 10, 20 years. Um, it was a championship club at the time. Um, and I mean, the Potsos have done a lot of good things for for um, what for taking them to Premier League, made them a Premier League club for a few years. But yeah, um, yeah, you, you actually wonder if Slavin Bilic, who's taken over, you wonder if he'll still be there at the end of the season. That's, that's the type of club they seem to be. Some mad things. You end, of the, yeah. end of the year. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that would be a, an achievement, Andy. Um, mad, mad things. I, I, almost just the manager takes the training. Yeah. Um, they pick the team everything it's just mad they do it Elton John was he around Sir Elton was he there at uh, the time because he used to own the club didn't he part owner yeah not 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 day to day but I think he's good friends with Malky right. um, <laughs> sent a couple of video messages if, if we had big games is that right like, yeah. uh, what does he tinkle on the piano and send a he'll be a up song? Well, I think yeah. Malky's told me that one where he's been like, round the piano with exactly, Elton yeah. that night out some sort of celebration and he's um He's been doing a wee tom. What does Malky sing along with him? He's a hopeless singer. <laughs> hopeless. <laughs> great. Who's the best player you ever played against? Against? Steven. Yeah, uh, against. Van Dyke. Virgil van Dyke. Yeah. Tell us a wee bit about that, the insight of the game then. So what was the game? 
Uh, I was playing for Dundee at the time. I'd been in England. I'd actually left Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield United to go to Dundee. My brother Paul was there. It was a good side. We got top six out. Yeah, Paul Hartley was a manager. But I remember playing against Van Dijk, and there's not often you actually watch a player and you think, "Nah, you go and press him. You go," because he was. I remember there's a famous clip of him throwing Nicky Lowe to the ground. <laughs> it was ten tons to do that. Me and Paul McGowan that <laughs> night. So, yeah. uh, and I stood in the wall. I stood in the wall near the end of that game, and he whistled a free kick over my head into the top corner, and I just thought, "Wow." Yeah. Like, uh, Some player. serious play. I, I don't honestly, for the life of me, don't know why they don't. Liverpool didn't get him straight from Celtic, but mm. uh, he got there in the end. What's that thing about they don't rate people who played in Scotland enough, despite the fact he was playing at Celtic? Yeah, I just honestly like just. I mean, there's certain players you just look at and party play again. As I said, you're actually going. Ah, you tackle him. I'm not tackling him. Yeah, uh, it's is, is, yeah. is still true, Paul. They, they don't yeah. really uh, rate Scottish no, football sure. people down south. I, I, I'd still get it. Um, you know, people. <sighs> You know, being very disparaging about uh, some of our players, and you know, John McGinn comes in for for criticism because he's not doing it at Aston Villa, mm. as Stephen was highlighting earlier. But um, uh, I think it is getting a bit better. I think we are getting a wee bit more recognition, but not much. And the best player you played alongside? Um, That's a tough one. I know because you play with so many different, you know, heads and Mirren, Sheffield United, Watford. Believe it or not, although he's getting a lot of stick, I know I shouldn't really say defenders should always really be strikers, but one, Harry Maguire was a bit like that when I played with him. He, um, I know he's having a really tough time, but um, he could do everything at the level Mm. we were at and uh, always felt that we play at the top level. Do you think it's that price tag going from Leicester to Man United and that sat with them? A bit of that, plus of what I touched on earlier, Man United, nobody, as they're picking holes in Cristiano Ronaldo, so nobody is going there and doing well or has done for the last five years, so uh, it's a, he's in a difficult period, but I'm sure I mean, he'll get through it. Yeah, he is having a torrid time, I mean he was poor, like, I watched the game last night and a couple of his yeah. mistakes led to, to German goals, but... Um, yeah, the big price tag and the, the pressure at Man United, being the captain, everything about it, but he seems to be a strong character and he's had a couple of issues off the park, hasn't he? Some Do you know, there has indeed. Stuff. That's two minutes to go. Stephen, will you come in again? You yeah, doing this? Yeah. Invited, yeah. yeah, you are indeed. Take it's, it as red. What's but you that? haven't told him he's yeah. going to be the sub next That's time. You'll <laughs> no, be the captain. And you and John, you're obviously you're all close. What's the last thing you've said to him about the game tonight? Could you share that with us? What's the team? What's the team? <laughs> and he didn't tell you or if he did you sat on it and where's he's getting that haircut as he's got the very sharp haircut oh, I guess he, guy there. he gets yeah. it all the time oh, they get, <laughs> tell us that are they all getting the haircut I have comes to this he comes to his house and does uh, it every weekend yeah. they're all the same Andy was that well, same in I, your day I've still yeah. absolutely no. not I've still got a, a bit of hair to, to do something with you're doing alright there Andy your final word what's going to happen tonight I think we'll get the point. I think it'll be really tough. I, I do admire what uh, Ukraine are, are going through and still performing. Uh, you know, you've got to admire all that. And I like so many of their players, but um, I'm, I think we can get a 1-1 draw. I still think we've got enough good players uh, in there to, um, you know, to get us into the top group. Stevie Clark was asked that question about the promotion. Will we get it? I think the achievement for us is just to keep improving. So if if, if that brings promotion to Group A, then it's another step on the way. Stephen McGinn, the family, you'll be your dad's there. You'll be watching tonight. And what's going to happen finally? One each. Um, like the caller Stephen said earlier, except I'd rather it was in the ninety fourth minute the equaliser. <laughs> yeah. McGinn scores again. 
Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice, yeah. Because that wouldn't be a surprise, would it? No, not at all. Listen, thanks so much. It's been great to have you on tonight. Tomorrow night, Barry and Mark will be here. Thursday night, Andy, you'll come back with Leanne Crichton, back by demand. And Stephen, all the best with your wife and uh, and the wee one, well, the two wee ones. And good luck tonight for Scotland. Thanks for joining us. Zoe okay. Kelly is up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.